0: your on the mark podcast is loading now the on the mark podcast is sponsored by the sunbury motor company family-owned dealership since 1915 fourth street in sunbury and sunbury motors kia on routes 11 and 15 hummel's wharf now here's your host for on the mark Joe McGranahan.
1: Thank you and as always we're brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. To start the program this morning we're delighted to have with us Scott McFarland. Scott is a congressional correspondent for CBS News. He reports on all their broadcasts and all the CBS platforms. Scott has a wealth of experience on Capitol Hill having covered it and the federal government for 20 years or so. And in addition to that, prior to CBS News Scott was a Washington-based political and investigative reporter for NBC's local station for eight years, where he interviewed U.S. presidents, dozens of senators, governors, and public officials, and now he's focused on the United States Congress. And Scott, when I saw your topic listed this morning 2023 or 2024 congressional uh, possibilities, I thought it might be a short conversation when we said uh, getting reelected. But there's more to it than that, isn't there? It's got to be better than 2023. That's the <laughs> motto we're beginning the year with. That's a great I mean, motto. Back We've got four days
2: left in this year, and, and it's hard to describe the calamity that was part of this congressional year. I mean, just think about the lowlights. I mean, for the first time in American history, a U.S. House Speaker was ousted. That happened this year. There was a three-week standoff over picking his successor, Kevin McCarthy's successor, and that got uniquely ugly, in some cases, with threats against some of the people who voted against the choice of some in the party. Then you have a new speaker, and in the meantime, two near government shutdowns, with another government shutdown deadline looming, which means no progress on that front, a torn apart, U.S. House of Representatives over how and when to fund Ukraine, and then there was the matter of George Santos. So just on the House side of the chamber, 2023 was epic in its failures, and ultimately, the U.S. Senate was defined by one chamber that couldn't get the House to follow its lead. You had the Republican leader of the Senate twice suffering, frightening, freezing incidents on camera, and no pathway forward that indicates any progress in early 2024.
1: So, where do we stand right now? Is there any chance for any bipartisan action in the coming Congress or session of Congress?
2: You know, re-elections tend to complicate matters further. Now, 2024 is an election year, which makes the prospects of great um, progress dim. But there are a few things worth noting. There are some hard and fast deadlines coming up that Congress cannot ignore or simply um, avoid. There's the government shutdown deadline, one of which is in mid-January, another of which is in mid-February. Without progress on that, there will be a government shutdown, despite the two near misses in late 2023. There's also a deadline for end of the month, according to the White House, to fund Ukraine. But Congress is trying to attach that to new immigration reform and border security legislation, the type of progress of which does not come easy when you talk about immigration reform and border security, risking reaching that deadline. So Congress has to act on these things, just a matter of how fast they can do so, with such narrow majorities. Three seats in the U.S. House for Republicans, two seats in the Senate for Democrats, and a distinctively politically toxic moment. Anybody's guess how fast anything gets done?
1: Well, these end-of-the-year um, discussions about how to keep the lights on for the coming period of time. We haven't had a budget in an extended period of time, and these omnibus bills don't seem to be going anywhere fast. So it looks like they're trying to kick the can down the road, but in smaller increments. Do you see that continuing?
2: It may have to be that way. I think the phrase we use to characterize all this is governing by emergency, where you let deadlines force action in a Congress that can't otherwise create action. And that's not a sustainable way of functioning as a government. It's a way of scaring the stock market, digging the credit rating, rattling the nerves of people back home, and growing the frustration level Americans already have with Washington. There's always a, you know, a kind of a latent level of disgust or frustration with Washington, but they really are at risk of exacerbating that as they head into a, midterm al- or a presidential election year. And I think one of the things that's worth noting here is that everything's up for grabs. It's one of those rare years where not only is the White House on the ballot, a presidential election. But the Senate could flip from Democrat to Republican. The House could flip from Republican to Democrat. Just get real comfortable in Pennsylvania watching those campaign ads because you go see more than usual. <laughs> and that's saying
1: something. Well, are the impeachment hearings and the investigation into Hunter Biden going to compl- complicate matters with respect to trying to find some common ground between the Republicans and the Democrats? It was striking the timing of
2: it when the impeachment inquiry was launched by a formal vote in the U.S. House just before this extended holiday recess, which means it was in last order of business for the U.S. House before going home for a while, which was a statement, I suppose, but also kind of arrested the momentum of it because this thing has sat idle in the time since the vote was taken. They have to restart or re-trigger some of that energy and momentum when they return here in january but they're doing so with a very busy dance card not just those government shutdown deadlines which again there are two now they've split this up into two different deadlines but the ukraine aid issue stands tall the primary and caucus season begins in mid-january how much bandwidth is there for a lengthy exhaustive impeachment inquiry hearing um, investigation how much will americans tune into this or is it a tool to be used by Republicans in the Congress who want to avoid primary challenges back home, want to avoid upsetting a restive Republican base, which is itching for this, and to a degree satisfying the right wing media echo chamber, which has been feeding off of these Hunter Biden allegations for months now and now has an opportunity to do so in 2024?
1: Well, President Biden failing with Bidenomics, at least it hasn't appeared to catch on. And many people, I guess he went through a period of time where he stopped using it. Now I think he's trying to do it again. He just told the press the other day they need to start reporting on the economy in the right way, which I assume means say how good things are, not how bad they are. Uh, What do you see the president might want to have Congress try to do to uh, pick up the pace, let's say, on things like inflation and on uh, spending and, and the border, anything at
2: Better do something, because these economic concerns really can weigh down polling numbers and weigh down re-election prospects. Here's what I can tell you about the Bidenomics phrase, which the White House has tried to make happen over the past few months. When I talk to Democrats in Congress, they tend not to use that phrase. They use their own phrase, which is people over politics. Hmm. That's their messaging, and if the messaging doesn't align, somebody's concerned about the messaging <laughs> on one side or the other. And that asymmetry is a problem. It's a symptom for Democrats. They may want to get on the same page at how they message this. Um, the economic numbers, the fundamentals coming out of the economic reports from government and the economic reports from the private sector are all strong. The unemployment rate is remarkably low. Inflation is easing. There is a robust, you know, the holiday shopping season just behind us. There's all kinds of good indicators for the economy, but you can't just tell people the economy is good. They have to feel that themselves. So I'm not sure messaging is your way out of you know, economic concerns. It's Americans have to start feeling it differently, and that's a more pernicious problem for the president to address because the fundamentals in the economic reports are actually quite strong.
1: They are, but, you know, Mike Johnson, tradi- well, traditionally, the president has invited the new Speaker of the House into the White House to talk about possible uh, things that they could work on together, but so far he has not invited Mike Johnson. Uh, is there any concern about this is, with respect to the people think they're, sh- uh, um, let's say, cutting Johnson's legs out from underneath him by not having the president talk to him?
2: It's hard to ignore the distinctive ugliness that persists in American government. Mike Johnson, newly chosen House Speaker, is also somebody who was fomenting false election claims in 2020, who was not just a perpetuator of claims that the 2020 election was rigged, but somebody who was orchestrating the fight to overturn those election results. not sure how you just iron out that wrinkle real quick <laughs> if you're, you know, a Democrat in Washington. And I think a lot of this poison that's in the bloodstream of American politics is still in there from that period between November 3rd, 2020 and January 6th, 2021. You don't just get over that. And I'm not sure how quickly these fences are supposed to be mended. And I know I spoke to one Democrat from Michigan who is going to retire at the end of this year um, and next year. He told me that you know, because of what happened January 6th, 2021, not just the riot, but the vote House Republicans took later that night still to overturn the election results means he still can't quite look At his Republican colleagues in the eye. And he has trouble communicating with them because of the trauma and the scars from that day, not just the riot, but how Republicans carried it that night when they still voted to overturn the election results. That's a fundamental read on where some members of Congress are with each other. It's been three years, but you don't just get over some of this stuff. And I think that's part of the reason why you have a House Speaker and a President who have met, where you have Democrats and Republicans still at each other's throats on fundamental things that should be um, easy to solve.
1: I heard a report this morning on another network, sorry that I wasn't listening to something other than CBS, but they talked about how President Biden is more than willing to pick up the phone and work out a deal with Venezuela's President Maduro, but that he won't pick up the phone and deal with Republicans. Is there any sense down there that that the president has played uh, fast and loose with being willing to negotiate? He says he is, but is he really?
2: There are a number of Senate Republicans who told me over the past few weeks that they were concerned with the lateness with which the White House arrived at discussions and negotiations over immigration reform. Again, they're trying to make that part of any package to help Ukraine, to provide tens of billions of dollars to aid Ukraine. And Senator John Thune, for example, of South Dakota, said the White House is late to this. And there's concerns that if they had negotiated earlier, that this would be further along, um, earlier in the game. But at the same time, not it's not happening in a vacuum it's happening as republicans make donald trump their standard bearer again as members of congress line up one after another over the course of this month to endorse donald trump and there are any number of democrats whether they're in the white house and congress or otherwise who truly believe donald trump is aiming to become an authoritarian a dictator and somebody with whom you don't just work and negotiate um so it complicates all this, doesn't it? It complicates not just the negotiations over high-end things. It complicates having fundamental conversations, and I think that speaks to what 2023 was in Congress. Congress couldn't even do the basic blocking and tackling of its job, and that's where we start the new year, with that same dynamic and that same toxicity in our politics.
1: Well, the border certainly has been a key issue, and you brought that up earlier. President Biden is now finding himself in the receiving end of some incoming artillery fire from members of his own party, including New York Mayor Adams, uh, who I guess was in Washington the other day, and uh, quote is quoted as saying that there is no help on the way. Why is there a congressional feeling for why the president is reluctant to do something about this?
2: I think the... Um Premise is, a, is a bit in dispute here you know, The White House is going to argue And Democrats are going to argue That they have been trying to do something um, And the Republicans would counter If so, even really ineffective <laughs> about it Because not only is the border in crisis mode According to Republicans who represent border areas But it's, it's hard to ignore The reality of what's happening in cities like New York And Chicago And in those suburban areas Where there is a migrant crisis That is impacting those cities I think there's a political reality here that's going to solve some of this standoff over should we do anything or not. You have purple area members of Congress up for re-election, Republicans and Democrats, who need to find some way to please and ease the concerns of their constituents about this issue. Think about suburban New York. Think about suburban Los Angeles and Chicago. If they don't get caught trying on dealing with the migrant crisis that has now shifted, or at least moved further, from the border to U.S. cities, they're going to have no job come 2025. I think that will help these negotiations to find immigration reform, even as they try to do it on an expedited basis, try to do it quickly, and that's something immigration reform is rarely done
1: quickly. All right, amen. Well, you mentioned, too, that the the House could flip, the Senate could flip. There are a number of people not running for re-election on the House side. I assume there's one or two on the Senate side as well. Is there any polling that indicates what likely is to happen with results, of, with the election results? Or is there? Is it still too early to tell uh, where these seats may go?
2: That's a really good question. I think some of this comes down to how the lines are drawn and whether the courts accepts how some of the lines are drawn, strategically so, to give one party an advantage. Republicans just made huge headway with a court ruling in North Carolina. They appear poised to flip a bunch of blue districts red simply because they've redrawn the lines in a way that advantages them and the courts are going to allow it. In New York, the mirror image is poised to happen. The court's going to open the door potentially to... Democrats redrawing lines that make it hard for Republicans to win their seats back. So, so much in the House shifts on that, and it's been a uniquely impactful year with redistricting in some of those areas where seats can go one way or the other. There are other parts of the country where you can redraw a line any way you like. This party in chip power is going to stay in power. The Senate's obviously different. It doesn't have that type of dynamic to it, but boy, is that a terrible map for Democrats in the U.S. Senate. I mean, you obviously know that Bob Casey is going to be up for re-election, and Pennsylvania can be competitive. They actually feel most bullish about Bob Casey. West Virginia may be written off already by Democrats. Montana, Ohio, Wisconsin, these are tough states to win back. Arizona, tough states for Democrats to win. All their vulnerables are on the board this particular cycle. Republicans have a cleaner slate.
1: Yeah, Joe Manchin certainly is a wild card in that uh, this process, depending on where he lands and what he decides to do. Before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about what's likely to come up that I didn't ask about? Oh, sure. I, I, I think, ultimately, not nearly enough attention is being paid to this Ukraine aid dispute. I
2: mean, Vladimir Zelensky came to Washington mid-war to say he needs money now, and that call was not answered. What a sea change that is from two years ago and how he was received in Washington. Keep a close eye on that. The deadline's less uh, solid, seems more fluid, but boy, it seems precarious and nobody seems to be moving. And I'd also keep an eye on this Trump criminal case set for trial here in Washington for election conspiracy on March 4th. If that date holds, it may be a surprise at this point. Trump has tried so many delays, so many appeals, some of them are going to stick to the wall.
1: Well, Scott, we live in interesting times. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us this morning. Always a pleasure to talk to you, and we look forward to Likewise. having you back again as this all plays out. Take care, sir. That's good to me. Thanks, Scott. 570-743-9565 is our hotline number. The hotline's now open. Email us at, at WKOK.com, Text us at 70236. We were talking to Scott McFarland, CBS News Capitol Hill correspondent, and uh, very up-to-date up to, uh, up to date on all that's going on in Washington so, what do you think? 570-743-9565. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury and the Kia dealership is on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Find out more about them at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury where they specialize in all types of service, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 630.com. And check out their online specials specifically. Locations. Sunbury Motor King, all sizes of trucks. Department of Stir towing service with decades of experience. Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. This is Kyle. And Haley. December is a great month to celebrate the holidays at Penn's Tavern.
0: Every Tuesday is Tapas Tuesday. Choose three items from our Tapas menu
3: plus one side, all for 19.95. Or just choose something from my regular menu.
0: Need something to warm you up? Try our new Mould wine. Wednesday and Thursday we also offer our authentic German and dishes such as Wiener Schnitzel, Jäger Schnitzel, Sour Brat, fresh Bratwurst, and Chicken Wilhelm, along with our regular menu.
4: With Christmas right around the corner, now is a good time to start thinking about gifts.
0: Penn's Tavern gift certificates make the perfect present for that special someone you care most about.
1: We are open
3: Tuesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday from 11 a.m. to
5: 3 p.m.
0: Haley, can I go to Penn's Tavern and have a casual night with my friends and family?
5: Of course you can, Kyle.
0: And can I also go to Penn's Tavern and have an authentic, historical dining experience? in to Sunbury's oldest buildings?
5: Oh, for sure he can.
0: Well, sounds like I'll be going to Penn's Tavern then, located on Route 147 between Sunbury and Herndon on the beautiful Susquehanna River.
4: Merry hey. Christmas from, from Penn's Tavern, a, a piece of heaven on, on Route 147. 147.
6: Reliability, safety, and peace of mind. Superior Plus Propane is your partner for propane when and where you need it. Superior has ample storage in the Susquehanna Valley and a team trained in propane safety procedures. Your comfort is top priority. Sign up for propane service today and you'll receive a $250 account credit. Plus, Superior Plus Propane is donating $250,000 to the National Park Foundation, helping them to continue to protect wildlife and park lands, preserve history and culture, and connect people to the wonder of the parks visit online at superiorpluspropane.com slash propane offer to sign up. Offer expires December 31st, 2023. Available to new customers who sign up for automatic delivery. Offer for new customers only. Terms and conditions apply.
1: You check your phone, thermostat, and weather often. But the most important check of all should be yourself. COVID is still out there, but boosters against the latest variants are available. Find out where and how to get up to date at checkyourselfcentralpa.com. Do you suffer from delivophobia, fear of online grocery shopping? Try Giant Direct with great prices, specially trained shoppers, and no hidden fees. Have no fear with Giant Direct.
7: Save on our brand green beans and Brussels sprouts, for dollars 88 each with digital coupon.
1: Welcome back to On the Mark. We have one caller on the line. Three, uh, three of our lines are open, 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. But as always, be sure to put OTM at the start of your message. And one of our texters says he doesn't mention the congressman pulling the fire alarm or the aide filming himself having sex in the Senate hearing room. Well, uh, those weren't really the topics we were talking about, although I guess if he brought other stuff up, that could have come up as well, Stanley. You're on the mark from Danville. Good morning, sir.
8: Good morning. So there's a huge caravan of illegals headed this way. Yep. Uh, and our fine uh, secretary of uh, Secretary of State, and I think Homeland Security. Yes, both we're going of them. down to talk to the president of Mexico. Correct.
1: That's correct.
8: What do you think they're going to give away?
1: That <laughs> spit. <laughs> But well, I think what that's what Mexico is going to give away. I mean, they they've got they're in the they're in the driver's seat right now. I mean, we want something from them, and I will say Donald Trump was the smartest guy in the room when it came to negotiating with them. He made sure that the that the the cost in tariffs that they were going to have to face more than offset the amount of money they're making from these illegal cartels who are profiting from running people across the border. You know, and I think right. President Biden should do the same thing. But he won't. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. <laughs> yeah,
8: that's right. What's he going to do? He's going to let more of them come across, right. so he- that they ain't spending their time in Mexico. That's what we're going to give away. Yep. Well, there's, no, there's no way that he's going to have. They're going to demand that the Mexican government stop them at their southern
1: border. Absolutely not. Well, they may. I think you understand he, that he placed an order for six thousand new T-shirts saying "Joe told me to come." <laughs> Only six thousand? <000? laughs> well, that's that's the newest group that's coming through the, the, oh, the okay. caravan. I heard had six thousand people in it.
8: I think since he, uh, I think since he started squatting in the White House, I think he's probably given out at least what seven, eight million of those
1: T-shirts. Oh, well, there's given away a lot of them.
8: Yeah, and, and that's the ones we know about. The ones that, that 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 are, you know, the gotaways or the, you know, undetected ones, how many is that? How many of those are terrorists? How many are, you know, coming from the Middle East, from China? How many? How many are we going to get, we'll find out soon enough that, uh... When uh, we start getting these big terrorist attacks,
1: well, we haven't had any. We haven't had any big terrorist attacks, and this we've has been, been going lucky. on for four years now. That he hasn't closed the border or done anything. On day one, he opened it up. He made he reversed some of President Trump's good security measures. He threw them out with by executive order, and we've been doing this now for the past four years. We've been letting the border wide open, whether he wants to call it that or not. And now the Democrats are even starting to turn on him, and he still doesn't make any changes.
8: Well, it's because he's stupid,
1: and you know what? And And, and
8: the people that are controlling him, pulling his strings, don't want it to happen. Well,
1: here's the other thing, Stan. And you didn't, you forgot this. These people were going down there. The Secretary of State and the Secretary of Homeland Security are going down there to get to the root cause. Now, Uh root cause. Who was put in charge of getting to the root cause of this four years ago? Kamala Harris was president no, right. 3 years ago, Joe. Oh, uh, whatever. Three well, years. it, seems like, yeah, it seems like an eternity to me. Seems like an eternity to me. Yeah, tell me about it.
8: But, you know, I, you know, they're sending these people all around the country. They don't know who they are. They bring them in, they give them their little packets in the brown envelope. They take them to the airport. They don't have their name on the envelope. They just go because of the they're giving paperwork from the government. They let them one planes. We can't do that as citizens of the United States. We can't just go to the airport and not show our driver's license or whatever and go through the security screen. i seen a video security screening the other day. Oh, anybody did that to me, I'd probably have to beat them up. They (laughs) basically molested the guy. Um, It was disgusting. (laughs) It was disgusting. And these people are just walking on the plane and flying all over the country.
1: Well, I assume they have some kind of pretty heavy security on those planes, don't you?
8: You think? They're going on with other people.
1: Well, they're not. I thought they were uh, chartered flights. I didn't think they were... Some of them
8: are, but okay. they're putting them on some commercial flights.
1: Well, it's a problem. You
8: know, I, it just makes no sense.
1: Yeah, I, I agree.
8: And the people that supported are out of their freaking minds.
1: So what do we I, do? I don't get it. What's the solution? Elect Donald Trump? Well,
8: that would be a good start. (laughs) Finish the wall. Instead of hiring 85,000 new IRS agents, hire 85,000 new border patrol and put them on both borders and secure it. And then the people that are here, round them up and get them out. And don't tell me it can't be done. It can be done if they want to. They don't want to because they want them to vote these states that are allowing them to vote in, quote, local elections and giving them driver's license and they automatically get registered to vote because you can't tell me it's not happening. I don't believe it for a minute that it's not happening. When you go to DMV and it's automatic registration, they're getting registered to vote. And there was a video online, and I don't know when this was, I will absolutely say, but from what I could tell, it was a a, DACA person interviewing Mr. Obama. Now, I don't know whether it was while he was president or or it was just recent. But basically, this man is telling people, just go vote. Don't matter your status. Just go vote. Because it's the sanctity of the vote. It's it's a private decision. And once the vote's cast, they can't determine where it came from because they have no idea.
1: Yeah, That
8: was the president or ex-president of the United States. Saying this. Okay? What talk about treason? Treason against the citizens of the United States, telling the illegals and non citizens that they should just go vote?
1: I'm sorry. Well, I Some people need to go to prison. Well, I think that it's going to wind up, as we just talked to Scott McFarland about, I think it's going to wind up being very interesting to see how this all plays out. If President <laughs> Trump, if if President Biden loses the election, and I hope and pray he does, uh, I think that the, whoever the incoming Republican president is, is going to have to address the issue. How do you start unwinding what has been wound so tight? I mean, they have, their, what, what, six million or four million illegal immigrants in the last four years or something like that. How do we start deporting them? You know, when they have. When they have round tri- the They have trial dates going to 2025, 2027. In the 30s, I've heard. No, 30s, all right, well. I don't know how you right. deal with this. You know, President Trump says he wants to deport, deport, deport. Uh, Absolutely. I wish him luck if he winds up being our president. But I would suspect that somebody other than him would adopt something more moderate.
8: There's uh, no moderation to be allowed. We well, can't have moderation with this. This is just insanity. It's destroying the country.
1: Okay, we'll give you the they last.
8: They need to be rounded up, put in camps until they can be deported. We'll give okay? you the last word, sir. Go ahead. Well, things are getting crazy. It's going to get crazier. And this man in the White House is squatting there. He not does, He doesn't go out and campaign. You know why he doesn't go out and campaign? It's because he knows the fix is in and he can't lose, just like the last
1: time. So you all have a great day. You too, Stan. Buy more guns and ammo. We're uh, going to need them. Okay, thank you. 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com, as several have done. Text us at 70236. One of our texters about yesterday's discussion said, Joe, there are people in charge of the elections, proving an election is valid. What are those same people were illegally spying on the opposition campaign? Candidate. then what? Good question. Uh, one of our other emailers talks about immigration, and that's an issue that's really uh, just coming more and more and more. Every time we, we hear of a new caravan starting up from somewhere down south of the border, it's an issue. Uh, one of our emailers says, in case you have not heard, 14,500 illegals entered the U.S. yesterday because the borders are open. I remember when we had a couple of hundred a day, and that was bad. The information below was sent to me a few minutes ago. Ago. Don't read it if you think things are related to the border are improving. And here's some of the comments that were made in there, and it's an interesting interesting set of facts. Illegal aliens get court dates set for 2031. Oh, that's even, Stan, you must have been right. U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement have set a court date for an asylum-seeking illegal alien on January 23rd, 2031, more than seven years away. The Colombian woman crossed illegally into El Paso, her immigration attorney. Matthew Cochran said he is shocked by the wait time to process her claim. He said, it makes me realize the Biden administration is basically providing backdoor amnesty for anyone who wants to show up at the border. Then the immigration court has a backlog of three million cases. Wow, that's that's quite a lot of cases. Three million cases backlogged. So let me see if I can get the rest of this up here uh, right here we go. No, uh, well, I guess that's it. They got, got, got cut off, so that's the last comment. The back immigration court has a backlog of three million cases. Sorry, it looked to me like there was more. But you know, this immigration issue is even, as I said, to when Scott McFarland and I were talking, It's even starting to go after New York City, and the mayor there, Eric Adams, has really found himself getting into some hot water. Some critics are calling New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, management of the migrant crisis chaotic and are casting doubt over his leadership, according to the New York Times feature. In a Tuesday article headlined, Chaos, Fury, Mistakes, 600 Days Inside New York's Immigration Crisis, the Times interviewed human rights advocates and local officials on New York City's handling of the immigrant crisis crisis. Adams announced back in May that the city has received over 70,000 migrants into the city for months the mayor and as one of America's most recognizable cities has told New Yorkers that the migrant crisis will worsen a budget shortfall and cause suffering for both constituents and migrants Adams said that New York City has already spent more than one billion dollars in addressing the migrant crisis and is projected to need more than four billion more in funding yesterday he spoke uh, to people in the city. He had a group of folks behind him uh, who are involved in providing human services to these people. And he had his take on what's going on and what he asked for and what he isn't going to get. And this will be Eric Adams, the mayor of
4: New York. Uh, we, I want to, you know, uh, before our religious leaders, many of them have been part of the asylum seeker, Crisis migrants, and I just want to thank them. And I just want to give a brief update. As you know, yesterday I was in Washington, D.C., uh, to meet with uh, our congressional leaders and to meet with the White House. And I wanted to take the opportunity at the uh, White House uh, celebration for the holiday season because I knew I would have a gathering of lawmakers, uh, mayors. Uh, from across the country, and I was able to speak with the mayor of Chicago and leaders from uh, Massachusetts and others. And we're seeing the same thing across the entire country. Our residents are weary, our residents are angry, our residents are seeing the impact of the migrant and asylum seeker issue, how it is taking away Uh, from uh, the the resources that should go to the day-to-day services of running the city. Uh, We did not walk out uh, from D.C. with any level of optimism that anything is going to uh, drastically change. Uh, It it is clear that for the time being, uh, this crisis is going to be carried by the cities. Um, Here in New York City, as you know, uh, we had a very uh, painful November plan that we had to produce and now we're looking forward or in the direction of how do we address the seven billion dollar budget deficit that we have to address in January. And these men and women behind me who are service providers in some way or another, they see firsthand of what these cuts are doing and will do. This is not the budget we want to pass, the budget we wanted to pass, clearly invested in children and families and those who are in need. Uh, We are at an untenable situation right now, and it is painful for us. Uh, It is painful for the city, and I think that you see it being reflected in the polls. It is because our federal government actions have taken a toll on the people of this city. Uh, We're going to continue to do our job um, in this administration, uh, but these are extremely challenging times. And as I left uh, Washington, D.C., I did not leave with optimism. I left with the cold reality uh, that uh, help is not on the way in the immediate uh, future. It is going to be at this moment. It's going to be up to New Yorkers and this administration to continue to navigate this, this challenge that we're facing.
1: New York Mayor Eric Adams talking about uh, what he sees. No help is on the way from Washington. It really doesn't make a lot of sense to me why President Biden, when he starts hearing from people like Mayor Adams, whose community, who's the largest city in the country, or, or second largest, whichever New York is at the moment, why he wouldn't why he would want to help, why he wouldn't be very interested in making certain that the people that, that are supporting him, his members of his own parties, when they tell him their cities are suffering, why he wouldn't find Finally, said stop this insanity at the border. Uh, I, it's just sad. And now we have our officials heading down to Mexico today to seek more help from their counterparts to drive down border crossings as President Joe Biden faces increasing pressure over the handling of the southern border. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas, and White House Homeland Security Advisor Liz Sherwood Randall will attend the gathering, which bookends a year that kicked off with migration as a key issue. And let's see. Last week, Biden called his Mexican counterpart as the situation in the U.S. southern border worsened. During the call, the two leaders agreed that additional enforcement actions were urgently needed. So key points of entry, which has been suspended to redirect personnel to help migrants, could be reopened. Well, we'll see what happens. I agree with Stan. Don't think much is going to happen there. Joseph, you want to comment on immigration? Yeah. Yep, I I agree. I think it is inevitable. Let's hope that's not true. But I, I agree with you. Te- technology has made a lot of difference in the terms of the number of jobs, but it's also created some additional opportunities for employment. No, I agree with you on that. But, but what Yeah, I remember that, and they weren't whipping them. about immigration sure I agree I agree
7: Well,
1: okay. Well, listen, I thank you for your call, and I think you make some excellent points, Joseph. Thank you so much. 570 743 9565. Hang on, caller. We've got to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more of On the Mark on WKOK in Sunbury, Pennsylvania. So hang on.
6: Pussy. Papa John's and Shaq are at it again with the Shaqaroni. It's a simple recipe. We take everything you love, and we build it bigger. Just look at those huge foldable Shaq-sized slices loaded with extra cheese. Topped with extra pepperoni.
4: Okay. It's a big pizza with a big impact because Papa John's donates $1 from every chacaroni sold to the Papa John's Foundation.
6: Pizza gets bigger when you're chacaroni.
5: Only at Papa John's. Call Papa John's in Sealands Grove at 570-743-7474.
0: If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the irs and no one knows this program like the professionals at optima tax relief america's most trusted tax resolution company they've resolved over one billion dollars in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you one easy call to optima can start the process helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment asset seizure and other aggressive irs actions make today the beginning of your fresh start with the irs call the experts at optima tax relief now for your free conference consultation. Call 800-627-7754. 800-627-7754. 800-627-7754. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
1: Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McCranahan. 570-743-9565 is the hotline number. The program brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. One of our texters says, after listening to Eric Adams complaining about open border policy, I look forward to hearing from Chris and EB that it's all Trump's fault. Chris just happens to be on the line. You want to tell us if it's all Trump's fault, Chris? Okay, explain.
5: Uh, I wouldn't say it's all Trump's fault. It's been a problem since uh, forever.
1: You have to admit it's gotten worse. 20s or
5: uh, 40s, when did they change the, law, the immigration but law? But you've got
1: to admit it's gotten worse since Joe Biden's been in office.
5: Yeah, I, the number of people coming across has gotten higher.
1: Okay, well, that makes it a little worse, doesn't it? Well... Yes Ten thousand, no. twelve thousand a day—that's pretty darn bad, I think.
5: Well, it's not a good thing overall. But uh, a lot of the laws he is following on immigration. Uh, Trump, Trump, when Trump went out of office, the uh, the he was he was holding down immigration mostly by the the uh trying to but by the COVID law using the COVID law as a, a thing and that that ended by order of the Supreme Court, I think it was. Okay. And it was in place when uh and uh that was one that uh that that uh, Biden was using also.
1: But you've got to admit, on day one, Biden went, went back and, by executive order, stopped a number of the things that President Trump was doing. And he said he was going to do it, and he did it. And it made things worse.
5: Yes, he kept a campaign promise. It made things worse. Uh, that's how you like, to, like people who actually kept their campaign promise. I promises. do, too.
1: But if I make a campaign promise and I find out that what I promised is is making things much, much worse, I back off of it. I say, well, hey, he I made a mistake. Well, he also
5: for more money and more agents, actually, to... Uh, uh, to get things moving there in terms of processing people and all that stuff. And uh, the Republicans weren't interested in taking
1: it up. Oh, they were much more interested in giving those 87,000 people uh, who are IRS agents to be making them border agents instead. The Republicans were willing to vote for that.
5: Yeah, because they wanted to get rid of the FBI, the the the, the IRS agents, so they... they uh, so that people get away without, without paying ta- the taxes they should be paying.
1: Okay, what's more important, border security or collecting all the money from the IRS? getting I'd the IRS. they're
5: both very important. Then why didn't the and Democrats the, propose the, both? And, the, and, the, and the, what? Why didn't the Democrats
1: propose doing both? 87,000 new IRS agents, 87,000 new border agents.
5: Well, they did want more no, border they agents. No, they, the last proposal they made. Well, they wanted, they wanted people that they wanted judges and all sorts of things.
1: Yeah, but the judges so aren't going to help. Move
5: that special judges to, to speed the process along.
1: I don't want to speed the process along. I want to stop the process from happening. It it doesn't need to happen. We don't well, need to leave immigration. Well, you're going
5: to have to get Congress to act on that. Well, that's why, and we, the Republicans <laughs> haven't acted much on that either.
1: And neither of the Democrats. That's right. Yeah, so we got, we got a bad situation in Washington. The but, only thing they're concerned about is getting
5: reelected. But I'd like to point out that uh, I I don't know of any Democrat who wants a one-world government.
1: Well, I'm not like certain to I do tell either. Tell Joe
5: that. I think you'd have to look pretty hard to find one.
1: Okay, fair enough. We'll give you the last word. <laughs> we got to take our final break oh, of the day. Go ahead. Well,
5: uh, uh, stands nonsense about uh, the squatter in the White House trying to say and then he put it in uh, words. What he really means by that is using it as that he's not there legally, and he is there legally.
1: Well, a lot of people believe the election was stolen, and they believe he's a a squatter. A lot of
5: people, not not so many anymore. And you have to be pretty believing in uh, myths in order to in order to uh, believe that anymore. Well. There, there's ver- there's no, no, no evidence at all really that that's, that was the case. Your
1: job over the holiday weekend is to watch 2,000 mules. <laughs>
5: Oh yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that's been uh, that's been rebuffed in uh, in in total, practically. Hey,
1: we got to take our final break. Thank you so much. Appreciate. And it, Chris. you don't
5: even believe two thousand mules. No, I'm afraid I don't. So but don't try to pretend like you. I do. didn't say I did. I didn't
1: say I did, Chris. Thanks for calling. Take <laughs> care, right. buddy. Take care. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. We have another caller on the line. We'll take
6: our final break and get to that call in just a moment. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry level technician, an experienced technician or someone looking for a career change Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com in person at our North 4th Street location or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you.
0: Hi, this is Lisa Grant, Chief Lending Officer at Milton Savings Bank. Need to do some home remodeling, pay education expenses, or consolidate debt? We have a home equity line of credit with a low introductory rate for the first six months. We also have great rates for home mortgages to purchase or refinance, construction loans with one closing, and personal loans. Stop by our new loan production office located at 260 Wrights Boulevard, Suite 3, Lewisburg, or our main office at 80 Broadway Street, Milton. Milton Savings Bank, serving area communities for over 103 years, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
5: Did you know that you should be drinking as much water in the colder months as you do in the winter months? Just ask the folks who know. Tobahawk Mountain Spring Water. Our bodies are mostly made of water and regardless of the time of year, they require good hydration. Men and women alike need 8 to 10 glasses daily. Plus, when you're hydrated, your appetite is much more controlled, which can help give your body the energy it needs to break down fat. You've never really tasted water until you taste Tobahawk Mountain Spring Water, the water most beneficial to your health. Tobahawk Nature finest drink.
6: I feel like I'm constantly cleaning hair off my bathroom floor. At least my Swiffer Sweeper makes it easy. Sweeper heavy-duty dry cloths have ultra-thick pads to trap and lock hairs, like a hair magnet. And when I'm finished cleaning up my hair, Sweeper takes care of his, too. Now the hair's gone, all thanks to Swiffer. Try Swiffer Sweeper heavy-duty dry cloths. I promise you'll love them or your money back. And also try Swiffer Sweeper wet to make quick work of tough, sticky messes.
1: Welcome back to On the Mark. 570-743-9565 is our hotline number. We have a caller on the line. Don't know if we'll have time for another one, but Dan, you're On the Mark from New Berlin. Good morning.
3: Hey, good morning. You know, Joseph brought up an important point this has created chaos, which we're seeing. And you probably remember me hollering before the election of president the last time. It's a very important vote between good and evil. Yeah, I'm sure you remember that. And we, MAGA, so-called what some people call and hear us MAGA, hillbillies, we were right all along this is nothing be- but created chaos what they're doing to the border we talking about today under president trump there was eighty three or more percent less people coming across the border because he had the mexicans handling it and anybody with half Uh, wide-open eyes could see that if you voted Democratic, you were voting for all this chaos that we have. Everything they do is created. The war on oil. Getting electric cars which Ford Motor Company can't, don't even want. They can't sell them anymore. Nobody wants them. And all this is all planned.
1: Okay, well, you know, call back earlier tomorrow, Dan, and finish your thought. But we'll be back tomorrow with open phones on uh, WKOK's On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. This is WKOK Sunbury.